everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Hustlin' Homes podcast. Today, I will be talking to Kathy Butts, a 30-year veteran of the real estate industry, as well as the newest member of the Exit Realty Bidroom Valley family. Not only is she a real estate professional, educator, she is also an avid fisherwoman and active member of the Bitterroot Valley Humane Association. So please enjoy the following conversation with Kathy Butts. This is amazing. You're my first <laughs> podcast guest ever. Thanks for having me. And what what a podca- podcast guest we have today. Uh, you're famous for being a realtor in the Bitterroot Valley, but I think more famously, you're an avid fly fisher. Correct. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that little venture? Fly fishing? Yeah. Mm. Tell me all about it. I first started fly fishing in college. In college? In college. In California? In California. Okay. I had a boyfriend that taught me how to fly fish, and his mom taught me how to fly fish better. And and that's where I started learning. But it's a lengthy process. Yeah? Yeah. You can't just do it right off the bat. No. I remember, uh, you know, I grew up watching... A river runs through it. And, you know, also growing up here in the valley, tons mm-hmm. of people do fly fish. And I never got into it myself, but it is quite the process. My stepdad ties ties, and I've watched him do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. So did you know John Faust? I recognize the name, but I, I don't think John was a fishing guide. He's passed, but he was a fishing guide like no other. And when you mentioned a river runs through it, the part where... Brad Pitt is chasing that river, uh, mm-hmm. that fish downstream. Right, yeah. That fish is mechanical. And John built it. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. John built it in his house on 93 South. <laughs> and his name's Fernando. The fish. The fish. The fish is Fernando. <laughs> and John has a training video of John sitting in his swimming trunks in the bathtub teaching Fernando how to jump. <laughs> you, you where, don't know. where do you find this video i gotta check this out um elma probably has it now john's okay. wife so you don't know how much actually comes out of this little valley until you really start digging there's it's cool there's a lot of little gyms here like that yeah mm-hmm. for sure yep so john's a character so you started fly fishing in, in california mm-hmm. and then you moved up here when oh, did you move up here? Well, wait a minute. That was in the that was in the seventies, late seventies. Okay. And then we didn't move here until the nineties. But in the meantime, I got married mm-hmm. and started teaching EJ how to fly fish. Oh. But I wasn't very accomplished, so I didn't really teach him a whole lot. And then we came I've always wanted to catch big fish. I have like a big fish thing. And there's no big fish in California. They're all planted. So gotcha, yeah. and there's no real fish in California because they're all planted, not like our river here. And so I said, I want to go fish in Montana. So we we got ourselves a float trip out of 
um, Twin Bridges. Oh, right on. So we had we had a great guide, Mike Mazoff, and he just was a dynamo. And he really helped us become better fishermen in three days. That's it? Three days? Three days. Mm-hmm. And he did a great job. And then we were hooked. And so that's what started the hunt for how to get to Montana. Ah, uh, I think I think there's a lot of stories like that. Mm-hmm. Coming here to fly fish or to hunt and mm-hmm. enjoy the outdoors. Yep. Well, if you're going to live here, you better enjoy the outdoors. It's true. Because there's not a lot else to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's unfortunately true in some cases, yes. Um, I, that was one of the reasons why I left when I was uh, a late teenager, when I was 18, 19 years old. The, oh, nothing to do? The, well, you know, I was a, a kid that had wide eyes for the world. And mm-hmm. after, you know, growing up here, it was like, I, I got to get out of here. There's nothing to do. It's so boring. <laughs> And, you know, of course I did enjoy hiking and, and, and this sort of thing, but. But you grew up still, doing still, it. Yeah, I grew up doing it and I was, uh, you know. It was old Acclimated school. to it. It was, yeah, it was just something I was used to. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I miss it once I left. And I, I didn't realize it at first, but every time I'd come back to visit, it would mm-hmm. just be, wow, this place is, is yep. special. And it took me, it took me a long time to to really invest in that feeling, I guess, to, mm-hmm. to make the jump to come back. But it's been, it's been a nice little adventure since then. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Well, we're glad you're here. I am. I'm glad you're here too. You're, uh, you and I are, th- are some of the most recent additions to the, the exit realty family. I know. And yeah, it's cool having you in the office all the time these days and getting to learn a lot. Well, I hope, I hope so. I like teaching. I noticed. I noticed. Yeah. My dad was an educator, so I must have got some of his educating genes. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. What did he teach? He was, he, well, he taught almost every grade, but he was a principal and then a superintendent following that. Oh, okay. So he's always been a teacher. Always had been. He's passed away now. Well, I think, I think those genes definitely passed on. Yeah. On to you. I hope I didn't get his bald head jeans. No, I think I got... <laughs> yeah. We're not related, but I got those jeans for oh. sure. <laughs> so, so you started the hunt for a place in the early 90s mm-hmm. and then moved up here. Mm-hmm. In 1991. In 91. What was, what was it like back then? In February of oh. 91. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. DC, that's short for durable chick. <laughs> you got to be around here. <laughs> you got to be. Right? Mm-hmm. So we ended up, EJ had a house he had to finish in California. So he lived with my parents and the kids and I lived here mm-hmm. for probably three months. And we found a house. Um, we didn't have any jobs. We mo- <laughs> we moved with two kids, three dogs, assorted cats and goldfish and no jobs. Sold our house in California without, actually without a realtor. Hey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Who knew? Don't, don't tell that to too many people. <laughs> I know. I know. I just said at a softball game one night, hey, EJ and I are going to move to Montana. We're going to put our house on the market. And this lady showed up with somebody else who'd heard it from one of the softball players. And she brought her own realtor. And so we sold our house. Nice. We didn't even have a price. 
No? No. They said, how much do you want? And we go, I don't know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000, something like that. <laughs> so they paid us <laughs> the top end. <laughs> if only it were so easy. I know. Well, we'd all be out of jobs then in that I case. <laughs> but I know that was my first sale. Your first sale, and you weren't even a realtor yet. Yeah. <laughs> so then you move up here, and yeah, what, what was that first year like for you in the Valley? The first year was cool. Yeah? The hardest year is the second year. Oh, because the, the shine wears off, huh? No. It no? doesn't wear off, but the first year, you're, you're learning all the new things. Ah, right. So you're discovering that everybody that lives here does more than one thing. True. Um, everybody that lives here that moved here from somewhere else has a hidden talent because nobody does what they did where they came from up here. Everybody changes something. So it's fascinating to talk to the people when you're brand new because you learn a whole different thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the typical Bitterroot jo- uh, person has like three, four different jobs that mm-hmm. they do over the course of the year. And there's not 52 Starbucks wherever you go. There's not 52 Walmarts. It's it's run by real people, not by big companies. Yes. Yeah, and thankfully. every, let's see, nonprofits run the Bitterroot. It's not provided by the county. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of things that are really different. And so n- there's not a lot of people who have a lot of say about what you do. Yeah, that's true. And it's really cool. It's yeah. really nice to be independent like that and to be well-regarded for who you are, not what you are. That is a very nice thing about this valley, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of nonprofits, you're also very active in the Brut Humane Association. Yes, I am. Woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> meow, meow. <laughs> All the animals. Yep. How'd you get started with that? Kathy Good did it to me. Kathy Good. Kathy Good. Kathy Good was looking for more board members, mm-hmm. and she talked me into it. Oh, did she? Yeah, and that was 13, 14 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. That's how long I've been on that board. I need to be off of it. Why is that? <laughs> because it, we need new blood. We need new people coming That's fair. in. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So I'm supposed to be done at the end of March, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. And is there someone that's in line to replace you? Are they looking? or No. How, how does that work? There's no one in line to replace me right now, which is creating a big decision for me. Oh, if you stay on or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking about it. I suppose I ought to talk to EJ about it, see what he thinks. But it's a lot of time. Is it? Mm-hmm. When we were building the building, I had almost always at least 120 hours a month that I wow. gave to the shelter. All well given, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the building's so spectacular. It is. That mm-hmm. was quite a shock when I came back and saw that, yeah. that new building there. I remember mm-hmm. Remember the old one growing up. And yeah, it's a, it's a nice location. It is. Or just a nice building, yeah. It's a nice building, and it should last another 50 years. Right on. So this year is our 51st anniversary. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah? So... You guys recently did a 
campaign to raise uh, donations, food, money, all this stuff for the for the Humane Association. How did that go? Oh, it went really well. Yeah? Yeah, that Sue Justice, she's a go-getter. And she talked Super One into giving us 200 pounds of dog food. There you go. Look at that. I know. And AJ helped. He mm-hmm. went around and picked up pieces and parts of all the donated stuff and loaded them all into his truck and took them over to the shelter. Right on. So three exit agents made a difference in a in people's ability to take care of their dogs at home. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, if they can come in and get free dog food, no questions asked, then that's a cool thing for our community. Mm-hmm. So the shelter tries really hard to be community minded. We don't have funding from anybody. We have the city of Hamilton pays us because we provide a pretty good service for the people in the city of Hamilton, but the county doesn't pay us anything. It's all by donation. That's amazing. It is amazing. And right now we are so full of animals. Are you? Uh Uh-huh. And we're going to have to start changing the way we do our intakes. I think we're going to start by, like, by appointment intakes. Oh, it's okay. Because our staff just, I mean, it's just constant. Animals coming in, coming in, coming in, and we're trying hard to get them out, get them out, get them out. And so we have a we have had a thriving shelter this year. Is that one of your biggest challenges this year? Is is trying to manage the the amount of inflow that you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that when we built the new shelter, we built it with the idea in mind that the population wouldn't catch up for a good 20, 30 years to the size of the shelter. Right. And the population went crazy here. So almost everybody has two dogs and one cat that lives here. Yep. And there's a lot of people that couldn't rent. If they had their animals, we ended up with them. And there's a lot of people that don't spay and neuter right now. That's also true. Yeah, I found that a lot. Mm-hmm. And that that's creating a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. So spay and neuter all your animals. Yes, that's right. You've heard it here on The Price is Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so what? what's something that people can do to kind of help out with that? Uh, you know, there's... You've mentioned the, the um, appointments for intake mm-hmm. and donations. There's volunteer work to be done there as well. Mm-hmm. You can volunteer. Uh, most of the time, volunteers do things like walk dogs or they can do the dishes, they can do laundry. They there's a lot of other little jobs that can all be done. Okay. And and it's it's rewarding. The dogs love it. They love walks. I bet they do. Mhm. They well, do. They just like attention from people, you know. <laughs> yeah, we call it enrichment. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, so if they're anything anything like my dog, you're well aware that uh she is all about the attention from anybody. Yes, she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and she doesn't miss many meals either. No, we keep her well fed. <laughs> she's a healthy <laughs> animal, but she's, she's a, a sweetheart. Animal. It's true. She is. She is a nice dog, and there's many nice ones like her at the shelter. I'm sure. There is a, that need a nice home. Yeah, there. Are, it's it's pretty cool. Those dogs understand that they're being helped, mm-hmm. which I didn't get that in the beginning. And I tried to stay away 
from the animal part of it. I really did. I Why is that? Because I didn't want to fall in love with something. Oh, I could imagine, yeah. But, you know, it turns out that you can fall in love with them and they can go away and you'll fall in love with another one the next day. So it turned out to be okay. Good. Mm-hmm. There's always a pet you can help for sure, yeah. And there's always a special one somewhere in that shelter. True. Yeah, there's always a favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we got a new one in. I don't know if it, I don't know the story. I don't know the name. Mm-hmm. But he, I saw him this morning, and oh, he just looks so sad. But then when you say hi to him, his tail goes wag, 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 wag. So, you know, it just they just look at you, and you know that they know you're helping. It's cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about the cats? How to cats? Dogs are easy, right? You can just give them a little attention and some love, and they know what what to do about that. But cats cats are always standoffish. Yeah, not all of them. No. Mm-mm. No, some of them are purring. They're going, come on over here and pick me up. I'm used to being cuddled, and some of them are standoffish, and some of them are downright mean. We don't take we don't take feral cats if we know they're feral, mm-hmm. because holy Toledo, those cats are mean. Yeah. So when we we have catios at the shelter, and they're cat patios, they're outside. Oh boy. Yeah. Luxury. It is luxury, and they've got whatever that special screen is, that it stops them from going outside. Mm-hmm. So they have a catio, but they're stuck in it. And we took six feral cats and put them in one to test it, see if any cats could get out. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't get out. So hey, all right. I know. It. We knew we were good. It's <laughs> <laughs> one way to test something. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So cats and dogs, do you guys ever have any other animals down oh there? Oh, my God. We've had everything. Really? We have bunnies right now. Oh. We have a big white bunny. Um, let's see. We've had snakes, birds, lizards, alligator. An alligator? An alligator. We ended up sending it to someplace in Texas. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, we get pigs, goats, sheep. Just a little bit of everything, it sounds chickens. like. Chickens. We get all the roosters. Oh. Everybody complains about the roosters. Of course. So we get roosters, but we get everything. And we'll take everything except for we won't take cows and horses. We don't really have a good spot. We have an emergency spot. So if we had another big forest fire, then we could take horses, but they would have to go somewhere else. Gotcha. So we could hold them till someone else could come and get them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you provide a lot of, do you see a lot of that happening when there's forest fires? Do you get a lot of mm-hmm. temporary stays mm-hmm. there? We get a lot of everything. Like the Roaring Lion Fire, we got 80 animals in two hours. Oh, wow. And the fires in 2000, we had 250 animals in the little shelter. Jeez. Our staff is pretty incredible when it comes to stuff like that. That is incredible. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a lot to manage in that short of time. I know. And they work 24 hours a day sometimes. 
during during crises like yeah, that. Yeah. It's everybody that comes into the shelter has to get vaccinated, all the animals. Because we can't have somebody that's sick with something give it to everybody else. And then we have to put animals that come in in a crisis like that. Right now, the garage, we have a huge garage, and Mm -hmm. that's set up to be the overflow space for emergencies. Okay. It's cool. That is cool. It's a great garage. Yeah. Nice to have that that Mm -hmm. space available. Yep. For the community. Of course, we're kind of slobs, so... (laughs) <laughs> the garage is not always clean, but I guess if we had an emergency, we could hurry up and clean it. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. You make do. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where we'll put it, but we <laughs> You'll find a place. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool. Right on. So. <laughs> Come on. You're the moderator. I am the moderator. I'm, I'm moderately moderating. Oh, um, you're letting me do all the talking. Hey, that well, you're the guest. We want to know about you. The public wants to know about you. They might not. Oh, I, I beg to differ. They might not. I'm kind of an open book anyway. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. You are a very open person. Your name's Kathy Butts. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, you got li- to gotta, you gotta own it, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, fishing. Mm-hmm. Humane society. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about what you're really doing in real estate. What I'm really doing? Well, in terms of that's, that's what your quote-unquote job is these days. I don't think of it as a job. No? No, I have way too much fun. I've noticed that. It's, I've noticed that. It's not a job. It's cool. What's cool about it? You get to meet somebody new almost every day. You get to talk about the place where you live, which I happen to love. So that part's cool. You get to help people discover the Bitterroot Valley. You get to be an expert on something because you said it. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I'm the expert in my own backyard. (laughs) So it's cool. It is cool, yes. It's it's it it is not a job. You know, I I feel the same way. I've I've had a lot of jobs in my life and since I started working this gig it has it really does not feel Mm -mm. it doesn't I mean it's work and can be hard, but it definitely does not feel like a job in, in the sense that I've felt before. Right. You know, it's, it is very much, you know, because you're not working for anybody but yourself, mm-hmm. basically. And you are, you're completely responsible for your own success. Or failure. Or failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, I've never felt so, so in control of my own destiny in a way. Mm-hmm. Than, yep. than working, you know, I used to work a lot of restaurant jobs and, Lots of food service and stuff like that, and I I enjoyed it a lot, but mm-hmm. it always always felt like work. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in, you clock in, you clock out, you do the stuff, and yep, got to come back and do it again tomorrow. And every day is a little bit different, but also mostly the same. And I feel like doing this kind of stuff. There's a few things that are the same, but a lot is different. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of the other other way around. You know, it's. I used to be a respiratory therapist. That's what I did in California. And after about five years, you have seen enough as a new respiratory therapist that you start to realize that you can take care of different scenarios the same way. Mm. And once you're once you figure that out, it gets pretty boring because you're doing the same stuff over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. And different patients sometimes change it up, but it still is the same stuff. So real estate, it still takes you a good five to 10 years to figure out all the different scenarios that can happen. But it never seems to get boring because their seller is always different or the buyer's always different and the personalities are always different. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, you're always finding mm-hmm. ways to navigate the same situation, but with like a, a different flow, a different... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's probably a lot like floating the river from year to year, you know, things... It is. <laughs> it is. It, it, runs, it runs from south to north, but it's always a little different every spring. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And that's why I like real estate. It's just... I don't know. It's It's still a challenge. Yeah. Because yeah. even though you're still riding the buy sells the same way and you're doing this and you're doing that, the people are always changing. And so you may get a crump one time and have to figure out how to deal with a grump, but you may get the coolest people in the world the next true. time. Yeah, and, true. And it's fun to help them win. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I like winning. Well, I mean, who doesn't? If you don't, if you don't, then you know. I know something's wrong. Mega Millions. I like winning. <laughs> That's right. If you see two two winning tickets from from Hamilton, it's definitely us. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, winning. Um, yeah, and, and being an advocate for somebody, you mm-hmm. know, being being you're kind of their cheerleader, their coach, their their assistant, their helper. All you know, you're a lot you you play a lot of different roles mm-hmm. in in helping someone through a transaction and it definitely it, it's it's a very rewarding experience for sure mm-hmm. um when I, it's right when it's right oh yeah yeah right. it's challenging it's definitely challenging when it's right and also when it's difficult mm-hmm. uh, a difficult individual but it's it's also incredibly rewarding to to help someone that is you know that is looking for that sort of help as well. And yeah, it's So far, what's your favorite kind of client? Oh, I yeah, that's funny. I haven't I really haven't had too many to I know. to distinguish that. But so far. <laughs> so far, um one that is you know, not that that is willing to trust. I think and and is capable of giving that trust that I have their best interest in mind. And I'll give an example of my my most recent uh deal that I had um where it was an estate and I was working um you know I'm working with this this woman who's the personal representative for the estate and she lives in Ohio. She doesn't live here in the valley. I've never met her in person. We've only ever talked over the phone and email. And uh, I get 
but you know we and we will chat on the phone sometimes and it won't always you know it's not always about the deal mm-hmm. it's always about you know there's that's always the reason for the call but then we end up talking about a couple other things you know and just chatting and it's like i feel like that we could actually be friends mm-hmm. if we had you know if that's if we cool. lived in the same area and it was a very yeah it was always a pleasant experience talking to this person and and i just remember you know it's it was a bit difficult because they kept getting you know they were they were getting offers and we're trying to negotiate on price and this kind of thing and um you know they had never she had never done this sort of thing before she'd never bought a home never sold a home or anything mm -hmm. never had any sort of experience in in real estate and um i remember that you know it just got a bit challenging there trying to figure out you know how we're gonna do certain things and talking about prices and mm-hmm. you know trying to keep her 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 positive and and all that and and she sent me a, a message um saying that she really appreciates all the work that I do and that she and her family are very grateful that I'm helping and cool. and all the stuff and it, and like it 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 made me a bit emotional Aww. when I got that, and I was like, "This okay? This is why. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm doing this." And it was just to to hear that from someone that I'd never met in person was just incredible. I like talking to people that I don't know yet. Yeah, because I'm always so surprised at what my mental image of what they look like is so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I never have gotten it right. <laughs> Yeah, right. You talk. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, you 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 don't see a picture. You just you're speaking to them on the phone. And you kind of mm-hmm. and laughing and having a good time, yeah. and you get to know each other, and so you have this image in your mind of who it is that you're talking to. And I am so bad at that. I mean, I have taken people who I thought were be really small, tiny people, and they're huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, just it's just interesting to me. I think it's cool. It's like extreme blind date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that's it. And when they walk into the office and you see them for the first time, it's like, oh, wow, I never even thought that. You just try not to be shocked. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I'll say it. I'll go, you do not match my mental image of you. Let's start over. <laughs> oh, wow. What's been the most shocking for that one? Oh, I can't say. No. No, because I'm always wrong. <laughs> You're just always wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't say. I'm always shocked. Oh, I mean, that's funny. I'm that wrong. <laughs> but that's okay. I think it's neat to know that on the phone, at least, you can be whoever you want to be. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's just like the, yeah, you can be, you can be anything you want mm-hmm. until they see you. Until they see you. <laughs> yes. But still, you can still be anyone that you want. They don't know you yet. That's true. But if you're not being the real you, they won't like you as a realtor. That is key. Well, you know, I think people pick up on that that very quickly. They can tell the difference between between authenticity and an act, right? If you... Most people. Okay, most people. Yeah, I'm being very Mm -hmm. gracious, I guess. You are. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, there's there is a big difference between being your authentic self and and presenting that. I think it's a comfort thing too, you know, with with your own 
your oh. own self that yeah. if you're if you're always putting on this kind of facade that you know I am a right. realtor and this is how a realtor behaves and right. you do that kind of thing people kind of kind of notice that and they notice that with a lot you know mm-hmm. you can see that in a lot of different professions yeah you do just how people behave in general yeah mm-hmm. so that's why I have so much fun because you're just being you mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, pe- and people pick up on that I definitely picked up on that that you you it's not an act it's not Mm-mm. you're not trying to present yourself in a way that you aren't actually right and it's yeah it's very refreshing yeah i'm a blue jeans girl (laughs) i am hey you gotta be in this town yeah you do you do (laughs) it's kind of a montana requirement i think Mm -hmm. but i mean it it has held me in good stead i'm really good at what i do but i have a really good time doing it and that's really the real me. Yeah, I think that's that's the most important thing is is having a good time while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I was not having a good time, nobody would like being in the car with me. There you go, right? And I got to do most of talking. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you got to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Or you got to love it too, yeah. Yeah, you do. It's pretty easy to love here. That's That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. And I'm blessed with a quick sense of humor. That helps. A quick but, wit always helps. Yeah, but that doesn't, it, it doesn't always hold true for other people. I really like it when I paired up with a buying client that has a quick sense of humor like me. Because, oh, man, we just have so much fun. You just riff on each other mm-hmm. and right on. Yeah, yeah it's just fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you connect with someone in a yep. in a way like that, and you can just roll the jokes out like it's like it's nothing, huh? Yeah, because they roll them right back. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a great way to spend a day, I think. I believe it. I believe it. You know what else I like about real estate? <clears throat> What's that? I like the challenges that we get. In- I keep whacking that thing. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry that about it. We get in the bitter root because sometimes we're off grid. Yeah. Sometimes we're off grid in the snow. Sometimes we're off grid and we are 44 miles from any civilization at all. And when those days are kind of scary sometimes, mm-hmm. but once you're done, you're totally empowered. Like you did something probably less than 1% of all the realtors in the United States have done. Like snowshoeing into a property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, snowshoeing a showing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got to do what you got to do around here, you know? I know, but I think it's cool. It is. It's very cool, yeah. And there's something about it that says, you just did something that's unusual and different, and you did it well. Good job, Kathy Butts. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job, Kathy Butts. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So before getting all this experience and knowing a lot about the industry, what, tell us about your first deal. What was that like? <laughs> you want to know about my first listing. Your first listing, yes. So I worked for Shirley Dowling and Vicki Bolig. And Shirley's husband, Don, ran the funeral home, the local funeral home. And he was looking for help removing bodies. Okay. So I went... 
done. I used to be a respiratory therapist. I can handle dead people. So I'll help you. <laughs> and I was, we were new here, still trying to figure out what to do. So Don would pay me $25 for a removal if I would go help him. So I would, he'd call me and say, Kathy, I got a removal. And he'd come by and pick me up in the hearse and we'd go take care of it. And then getting back to the funeral home, and then I'd walk over to the office. And so one day he called me and he said, I got a removal. So, okay. So I jumped in the hearse and we went out to east of Corvallis. Okay. And we met the deceased's son at the house. And his dad had been sick for a long time, um, had had some lung problems, and had passed away, so that's who we were removing. And the son told Don, he said, you know, I'm going to have to sell Dad's house. And he said, I need a realtor. And Don goes, Kathy's one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we ended up talking, and that was my very first listing. And it turns out that the deceased dad was a realtor. So my really? very first listing belonged to a dead realtor. <laughs> Just taking the place right there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Talk about right place, right time. Uh-huh. Hasn't happened since. And, and being fearless. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I can imagine too many people being so gung-ho about, okay, yeah, I'll help you remove a, <laughs> a dead body. <laughs> well, I could. Hey. Mm-hmm. And that's how it all began. That's how it all began. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many people can say that? Not a lot. You're, I would I would probably venture to say that you're the only one that could say that. that you... <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's a, it's a pretty unique situation of mm-hmm. riding up to a home in a hearse to collect a cadaver and get a listing out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep. Well, Kathy, we just did about 40 minutes already. Whoa. I know. Time flies, huh? Yep. And I think... That's probably a good amount of time. Perfect. And yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Well, I really you're appreciate it. And I'm I'm sure that I'll have you on again. <laughs> okay. Because it's such a pleasure talking to you. Yay. Good. And yeah. All right. Well, All thanks, right. Kathy. All righty. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Hustle and Homes podcast. Please be sure to follow and subscribe to our channels on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. And leave a comment and a review. It really helps us boost our exposure and lets other people know that this is happening. Thank you very much and see you next time.